0: I'm Jackie from Cape Town in South Africa.
1: Andre from Brisbane. I'm Ben Gwane from Botswana.
0: Jim Panton from Edinburgh in Scotland.
1: I'm Lisa Breakno from Christchurch, New Zealand. Nick Kivinji from Nairobi, Kenya.
0: I'm Viggy from Tel Aviv in Israel. I'm Andy from Vancouver, Canada. This is Harish from Bangalore in India.
1: I'm Brigitte Zuiderstein from Vrugt,
0: the Netherlands. I'm Dougie Nisbet from Durham in the UK. And you're listening to Run with Coach Parry. Welcome onto this edition of Run with Coach Parry. I'm Brad Brown. It's brilliant to have. Have you on board once again? And this episode is brought to you by Biogen. Uh, if you are looking for some help on your journey to whatever your goal is, we want to help you. All you need to do is tell us what you're training for. Tell us a little bit about your Biogen journey. Uh, and the easiest way to do it is to use the hashtag Biogen Journey on social media. Okay, whether it's Facebook or Twitter uh, or Instagram, just tag us in that post by using that hashtag. Okay, It's hashtag Biogen Journey. Tell us what you're up to and what you need help with, and you could be a lucky winner. We'll be giving away three months access to the Coach Parry online training platform. So uh, definitely check that out if you want to be part of what we're doing over here at Coach Parry. Coming up on today's show, another of our one-on-one fly-on-the-wall coaching calls. And uh, we join up with one of our members james collins who uh is working towards comrades 2019 so if that's your goal you're definitely going to want to listen to this podcast i think there'll be lots for you to take out of it the coach lindsey parry joins us once again as well uh, and also be sure to stick around because we have got another unbelievable story to share from our success forums on our website so that's coming up at the end of today's show as well but uh, let's head over to that call with james and the coach Well, we head to Durban now. It's uh, another one of these trifecta calls. Uh, I'm in Cape Town. The coach is in Joburg. And James Collins joins us from Glenwood in Durban-by-the-Sea. James, how's it? How's it, Brad? Good morning. You are in the heart of Comrades country, James. Uh, Please tell me you didn't start, like Uh, most of us, start running to to run Comrades. uh, That's exactly
1: what I did, yeah. (laughs) Two years ago, I decided to run Comrades. (laughs) And yeah, you know, from from zero to nineteen in one year.
0: It's the curse I think of living in and I don't want to say in Durban because it's such a South African thing, but yeah, uh, what an amazing achievement. All our international listeners are going, Man, you are a madman. That is absolutely crazy. Tell me a little bit about were you were you pretty active growing up? I mean, what was the deal? Was it uh, did you potter around and then one day decide, you know what, I want to run comrades? Um,
1: yeah, I've always I've always enjoyed sports and so I've done, you know, every kind of thing, pretty much got involved in everything. Was never super good at anything, but always, um, you know, second team or something like that. So reasonable, reasonable enough. And then, um, yeah, I always just liked being active. And, um, and my wife actually a couple of years ago said, hey, we should try this comrades thing. And so I have to blame her to be honest. And (laughs) she actually, she got injured pretty early on, like our first 10K, she got quite badly injured. So she had to give up, but I managed to keep going and continue. And yeah, I just kind of, you know, just kind of fell in love. And the community here, of course, living on the Comrades route, you know, everybody is so supportive and yeah it just kind of keeps you going and doesn't make you want to stop so you have to finish the thing
0: yeah absolutely isn't that always the case i remember my first big cycling race that i did a mate of mine tried to suck me into it and, and i said to him oh, i'd love to do it but i don't have a bike so he said to me i've got a spare bike for you you can use my bike so i ended up taking his spare bike and then he chickened out and i ended up doing it and that's how my sort of journey started so uh, it's quite funny how how often that someone ropes you in they don't end up doing it for whatever reason and then you get stuck doing it tell me about goals wise what's uh, what's the plan what are you what are you working towards
1: goals wise um, my main goal this year is two oceans i uh, just want to try and get that done and try and actually enjoy it um, the last the first two i did were pretty hard for me um i think like i said in the questionnaire i sort of after those i sort of wanted to stop running but um yeah just, i just mean, the first half is normally fine actually to the top of chappies is normally all right um but then it gets hard so that's that's my main goal um, at one stage, I thought I could maybe try and push it for under five hours, but um, you know, i don 't think that 's going to be reality this year um just seeing how things are going but yeah and then the the big goal um also to do a three and a half hour marathon at some point and the sub twenty five k so those are kind of my, my big goals. Nice.
0: You. Well, now that you, you've brought out the fighting talk and the gloves off, I'm going to hand you over to the coach. Uh, Lindsay, you've got James's uh, sort of questionnaire that we send out for these coaching calls to give you a bit of background, initial thoughts, and then, uh, yeah, I'm sure you've got a couple of questions for James, and then we're going to open it up for James. I'm sure he's got uh, some questions for, for you.
2: Yeah, so, look, I, I have had a look through everything, and in terms of where your sort of ability lies, None of your goals are, um, unachievable. Uh, in fact, you, you probably should be there and thereabouts anyway. Um, yeah, you know, uh, perhaps some of the injury stuff has hampered you or maybe a little bit of, of inconsistency, uh, possibly at, at um, oceans. Maybe it's a little bit of root management, but really you, you, your 5K points you to um, a sub-330 marathon fairly comfortably, yeah. which in turn points itself to a fairly comfortable sub-5-hour ocean. So I think for you it's really finding the balance of the, in the training to stay healthy and uninjured um, and really just get that consistency in and then um, – yeah, I mean, and then all of your your, your goals are achievable. And, and perhaps on race day, having a, a slightly better race plan um, so that you don't get to the top of chappies and the wheels come off. But, I mean, just to give you an idea, even if you don't go under 20 minutes for 5K, which on the face of it is probably your hardest goal, but definitely doable. But yeah. if it stays where it is now, I mean, you definitely sub 45, 10K, sub 140. A half marathon and a sub 330 marathon. So, you know, every, everything is, is there. It's just really about finding, um, that rhythm where you can get in 12 to 20 weeks of really good, consistent training uh, without having to break down with injury or get sick. Yeah. Um, yeah. So talk to me a little bit then about, you said you just had, um, some needling uh, for what you thought was just a bit of tightness but actually turns out a bit more than that and that you really you probably also affected your your latest marathon. So what was the, the diagnosis
1: there? Um, yeah, just, just overuse I think. Actually, it kind of started in comrades and I've sort of been running, I guess, most of comrades I actually ran with quite a bit of pain. Okay. Uh, and then, but I took a long recovery time. Took the three weeks off that you normally recommend, and really built up pretty slowly. Um, and I guess I just sort of got used to running with a bit of pain, but it didn't really hamper performance too much. So, okay. like I've done a PB for my 5K and all that. But obviously, when it came to the marathon, my muscles decided, okay, no, this is this is just too much to handle. Um, and so, although I didn't like, crash and burn on the marathon i just got progressively slower like each k i just got a few seconds slower and slower after halfway okay Um, so i actually didn't think it was too bad but i noticed afterwards really that i was hobbling a lot um and then but it didn't take too much to recover so i don't think it's a it's a kind of serious injury i think within a couple of weeks i would be okay to kind of resume normal training and all that um yeah
2: and then also your you, one of your, your comments you made to Brad, you said you don't think things aren't working out in terms of sub five at, at oceans. But I mean, we've got, we've got plenty of time, um, okay. between now and oceans. So, you know, yeah. and, and with, with the ability and the fact that this, the sub 21 5k was at the end of October, meaning the speed really is good. And the speed yeah. is there to run under five hours. So I mean, that really your focus between now and the ocean should just be getting as pain-free as possible, and then from yeah. there you just you you want to be consistent. So um, yeah, I mean, I, have you got some other questions?
1: Yeah, I guess my my main my main question is really to how to build the endurance side of things because as you say, the speed's there um my cardiovascular thickness seems really really good i would say like i don't i hardly ever feel like exhausted after a race but my muscles seem to complain like my muscles get tired they feel weak Um, so look
2: that that could be a symptom of still being a pretty new runner so uh, i mean that's that's not completely abnormal and look it's not always good to use myself as an example, but here is a, a good one. I mean, I've run my whole life. Yeah. But when, when I started running or training reasonably seriously for comrades about 10 years ago, for me, that was the hardest part of it, was that any runs over 25Ks in those days, actually probably 30. But when we got to those sort of length runs, I always yeah. just found that my feet – Got really, really sore, and I didn't, I, I didn't understand it. And now, when I think back on that, sometimes I'm like, it was just literally the fact that I was not, I just hadn't been running long enough. Because now, yeah. I mean, your legs just, you know, any time they really get sore is when you, being crazy and running a, a really hard marathon or or ultras. But um, so that is going to come with time. Um, yeah, and but you've been going what two just about two years now yeah just two two, two and a half probably yeah so so I mean you've, 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 you've got to keep doing it and you've got to keep running the long runs. Um, what sort of pace are you running your long runs at?
1: Uh, probably about 550. I did a pretty comfortable 32 at about 5:36 before my marathon, so about four weeks out, um, and that was quite comfortable actually It felt quite good.
2: Yeah. So you, you're doing that in exactly the right place. So that's, that is often also part of the problem that, that those runs are too fast. And then that, um, can lead to having sore and tired legs on, on race day. But more importantly, it actually hampers your, your cardiovascular development, but that you are for, for your current level, that's basically spot on. I mean, you, you want to be running around. You, you you could go to about five, fifteen, five twenty, but to me that's not. Uh, there's no rush to get much quicker. You you you're around about the right area, and so now it's just going to be about putting that in week after week after week after week, and then you should yeah. be a lot stronger come oceans. And then we've, you know, you 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 are on the forum so we've got to get in there and then plan your. Actual race properly, and, and at oceans, it's very easy to do the first twenty eight k's too hard because yeah. the first twenty eight k's are super easy, and yeah. then the race gets quite hard for the next twenty eight.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. a question maybe about the muscular stuff. If would cycling help?
2: Look, it it would. Um, the, for me, cycling has a really it's really good cross training for running. Um, and it has. Yeah. Good carryover in that it makes you stronger at heel running. So, you know, in a way, if you're running enough, cycling actually becomes good, um, heel training or strength training. Where it doesn't help though, because of its low impact nature, is it's not going to make you your legs more robust, you know, like, so that kind of feel where you feel my legs are getting sore, deep on is not going to do that. Um, okay. But it's, it's, it will contribute really positively. Look, some, some actual physical strength training in the gym. Yeah. Would, would help that. Um, you know, doing some, some, uh, you just got to progress through it. I mean, I wouldn't go straight into the gym and start doing box jumps, but some sort of, um, jumps and, and uh, some eccentric loading, uh, that'll, that'll definitely help. But the thing that's going to help the most is like literally just getting in those thirty to thirty-six k run week after week after week after week. That's yeah, that's going to make the biggest difference.
1: Okay, no, that that's good. And then in terms of um, running, is it better in your opinion to kind of have those long runs and just run fewer days in the week, um, and just to give us my like, body more recovery time?
2: Yeah. So look, I I quite am I'm not a fan of of very many people doing more than five runs a week. And typically, I find that four days a week for most people with a little bit of cross-training is probably the the best balance. Look, where you're getting now where you want to start targeting running sub-20, I would say you probably need to run, well, minimum four. But I would say you are aiming for five runs in a week. And I would have one of those runs – at around about an hour and a half mark and one of those runs at the 30, 30k 30 plus um, as your kind of stock run. one yeah. one one run that's fairly short but involves some intensity, so be it hills or intervals or fartlek or tempo run, those type of things. Um, and then the other two are Going to be in the kind of twelve to fifteen kilometer range, so around about an hour to hour fifteen, maybe a little bit longer. That's kind of, um, and that'll bring quite a good balance to your your week. Um, okay, yeah, that's, that's that's kind of where where you're looking for.
1: All right, and then if I have to take a couple of weeks off, um, just in terms of getting this injury sorted out, um, the plan going forward, um, like in terms of the marathon training plan, what weeks should I leave out in terms of that program? Because I know it's a 12-week program, which I should have started this week, essentially. Um, But if I have to chop off a couple of weeks? Yeah, so look, it would depend
2: how many weeks. But if you're talking about a week or two, I would would slide into the program and it won't be too much of an issue. I mean, you've just come off of, of running a marathon. But if we're talking three or four weeks, then I would start... At the beginning of the program, and we'll probably follow the first um, two to three weeks as they are on the program, and then from there, I would then move to the appropriate distance from the race. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, another question, just about hill stuff. Um, I know hill sessions and running hills. Um, I guess my question is. Is is running hills, steep hills, just at a normal pace? Is that a, a, a concern for causing injury, or is it only really hill sessions where you run too steep that's a problem?
2: No, and and glute injury. You know, once you do have a bit of a glute injury, then certainly running lots of hilly um, routes can contribute to that, and it can irritate it. Uh, but again, for me, it it comes down to once you've sorted that out, is is we all tend to run the hills that little bit too hard. And, um, that's probably largely responsible for why there is a risk if we do too many hills, um, especially on the, on the downside. So I would say that that's not a major concern for me, but I would almost put in just that extra, um, conscious effort to just slow down a little bit. More when running hills, especially in the very long training routes. Okay. Yeah.
1: And then power-wise, um, I heard your your podcast last week just about running with power. Um, my my Garmin watch also has power, but it seems like super variable. Like it's so not inconsistent, but it just varies so much so quickly that it's hard for me to kind of pace myself with the power thing. Um, so.
2: You should be able to um, smooth it out, you know, change its its sampling rate so that it gives you the average over a bit of time. But that is one of the sort of advantages of power is that it does change very quickly. So, especially when you move from flat to hill, yeah, or downhill, it does change very suddenly. But that's that is its actual advantage. So I've read a couple of reviews um, about the the Garmin Power and Look, accuracy is a, is a difficult word, but what, what the reviews did say is that it was consistent. So in other words, if you go and run at a similar speed on a, on the same hill week on week, you are probably going to find that the power is the same. So the fact that it changes so quickly is really its advantage. When you hit the hill. Yeah. It's telling you slow down. You know, if you want to, if you yeah. heading out on a run and you you want to run 350 watts, for example, as your average, and you know that's an easy run for you, when you hit the hill, it's going to go to 420 really quickly, and then yeah. you force slow down and bring it back to 320.
1: And and kind of like um, what I think Garford was it was saying that on the uphills, though, it seems like it's you have to slow down so much to bring it even, and on the downhills, like you really have to belt it to try and keep that power even. Um, yeah, so I mean, it, it isn't and in that, in that um,
2: exactly that it's not exact. But but for me, that's why I kind of work in that in that same um, that same chat. That's why I work on a cadence. If I'm trying to run for me, an easy average is 270 watts. Then when I'm on the hills, I'm looking at about 285, maximum 290, and when I come down the other side of the, the hill, I'm looking at about 260 to 265 so there is a little bit of 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 leeway there but it's still you can still keep it pretty much around that little tight band
1: okay and then um another one actually i've been part of this kind of research study which has required me to do a time trial every second week um and that kind of goes to the end of jan but as a training thing is is it good or bad to kind of have that that fast race so often because i've quite enjoyed having that kind of every second week so
2: five, five to eight Ks even is, is fine. But when okay. you do that, I would cut out. So I would make that my speed work for the week. So then okay. I, I wouldn't have my interval session on the Tuesday, for example, and do the park run on, on the Saturday. Park run would be my hard run that week. So essentially you'd yeah. be doing intervals or speed work or whatever you, you workouts you're using to improve speed. Every second week and the time trial every second week
1: okay um and then a bit of a random question i'm not sure if, if you might know the answer to this, but I found um with comrades like at about okay well i had I had a pretty tough time from k twenty but um from like sixty to eighty, I was like totally finished, and then suddenly at k eighty three I could run again like but with no real additional fueling or or anything um. And with Oceans, what makes it so hard is kind of I'm in that stage, you know, where, like, I'm really feeling terrible when the race finishes. Um, any suggestions to overcome that or improve? So, look, it, it, it's probably more linked to, like,
2: white line fever. You just know the finish line is, <laughs> line is coming. I'm not passing this ball to anybody. There's, so that that's probably it, – it It's, it's it has a much stronger um, – psychological than, than, it, than a, a physical component um, and it's not uncommon I mean if you if you think back to your, your 5Ks that you quite enjoy running, yeah. in a 5K it's kind of around about the 3K mark I mean you really, 3, 3.5Ks three you really are struggling but you also know that you're close to the finish but you, you really have to hang on quite hard for those, for, for 3 or 4 minutes and then suddenly you've Feeling a lot better, charging for the line. I mean, you you stuffed, but but you lose that sort of, oh, you know, do I want to keep doing this or not? In a 10k, yeah. that comes around six and a half, seven and a half k's, and then by eight k's, you you normally sort yourself out. Oceans. Part of the problem with oceans is that you 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 hit the very hard part of the route, uh, which is Constantia Neck. And then although from there the running is easier, the camber is really bad and your legs are sore. Yeah. So it's quite hard at Oceans to kind of get yourself out of that mindset. And I find you tend to, to start doing that as you come from from um, top gate past um, Kirstenbosch bottom gate. But then the finish yeah. is really tough. Yeah. And so that's why at Oceans you maybe don't get quite that same sort of mental – but the, the biggest thing for you at, at Oceans will be that that we'll plan the race so that you get to the top of Constantia Neck feeling like you can still run. I mean, you're not going to be feeling amazing, but you'll feel like you can still run yeah. and that you'll <coughs> your goal is still a possibility. And with that goal being a possibility, if you get to, to Kirsten Bosch top gate, which is about 4Ks left to run 5Ks left to run, and your goal is still there, then I think you'll get that same sort of mental rush yeah. to go to the end
1: okay no that's, that's great and um so I guess tied into all that on the forum we chatted about um just kind of adopting the the three and a half hour marathon program up until p m b which is at the end of feb and then switching over to oceans um based on what we've chatted about today is is that kind of enough mileage for oceans do you think um or should I try and sort of adopt a bit of like a bit of a little bit of a longer run on the Sunday, maybe just to kind of build up more yeah. mileage for ocean? So, so I, would, I would tweak that a little bit,
2: um, but without being, being um, crazy. And I'll, I'll tell you also what just popped into my head now based on your previous question, and that is that you can actually qualify for oceans right up to the 17th of March. Okay. But obviously that's quite late, but what it does is it, is it opens up for you um, the Deloitte- yeah. Durban, Deloitte-Durban yep. Marathon, which is it's quite a fast marathon. You, you probably yeah. run a better seating time with less effort there than, than you would at Barrett's So depending yep. on how quickly the injury comes right, you actually may want to consider doing that, pushing that out a little bit. And then, yes, just keep talking to me on the forum. And as we get into those like peak, those peak, um, four to eight weeks around the marathon, we would probably just push the long run up a, a little bit and get you. Cause I think on that program you're on, it's, it's more 20, 25 to 30 Ks and we'll want to get you 30, 30 to 36 Ks in that, that sort of bracket.
0: Okay. That uh, sounds, sounds good.
1: Cool.
0: Correct. Awesome stuff, James. Uh, yeah, I I think that was pretty productive, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what you can do. One thing I love about chatting to to Lindsay is he just breathes belief into everyone, so there's no pressure now. But that uh, that golf oceans is on like a scone.
1: Okay. Yeah, i have got to try it.
0: <laughs> I love it. You, you're a member of the online community as well. Lindsay mentioned the forums. You've mentioned chatting as well. Uh, yeah, we just yeah. yeah we appreciate that you're there, and uh, yeah we hope you're getting hope you're getting tons out of it
1: yeah absolutely yeah thanks you guys i mean i I got so much out of everything that you offered free for you know for the last two years um and so I thought, well, what more can I actually get out of you know paying and seeing but it, it does definitely makes a difference. you know just having access to to Lindsay and the coaches every single day, you know any question that pops into mind, you can just put it on the forum and get an answer so yeah super helpful and yeah thank you guys enjoying it a lot
0: oh brilliant james thank awesome. you yeah we're looking forward to seeing what you do and how it goes but yeah stay in touch and we'll chat in the forums and we are yeah, excited man uh, i love i love sort of chats like this because i get fired up uh, just seeing everybody else's goals so yeah look, looking forward to seeing what you can do in 20 in 2019
1: absolutely thanks so much guys I appreciate the opportunity pleasure man
0: and that's it for this edition of Run. Thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget, if you love this podcast and you've listened for a while and you haven't left us a review on iTunes yet, please do. Uh, it really helps us get in front of more runners just like you and gets to share uh, it gets or it allows us to share this content with more people. So, if you wouldn't mind doing that, uh, just take it takes a couple of seconds. Just uh, in the app in the the podcast player on your Apple device or your iOS device, uh, just hit leave a review. Tell us what you think of the podcast, and we'd appreciate it uh, for a long, long time. Think of it uh, as a virtual tip jar. It's a way for you to to sort of just leave us something. So there you go. Thank you very much if uh, in advance for doing that for us. Uh, it is hugely, hugely appreciated. I mentioned uh, at the start of today's show that I wanted to share a story out of our success forums uh, on the Coach Barry podcast, uh, and I love this. It is from Ria van Weyck. And Ria says, "Uh, hi, I'm following Coach Barry's training program for my first half marathon. I've been following it since May this year. uh, And I ran the gun run in Cape Town and finished in the first attempt of two hours and 10 minutes. That's brilliant. I'm really proud of that. Thanks to the coach and the training program. Uh, Ria said that uh, all her friends thought she was a bit crazy and too much following the program exactly the way it was. Uh, but she just continued, and she's really chuffed with the results. She says, now they all want to join. She's going to refer them to this amazing online coaching app. Well, Ria, thank you very much. And then she said, P.S., I must add, I'm 57 years old. Ria, that is superb. 2.10, first time out for a half marathon. Uh You are an absolute star. Congratulations, and uh, we love having you part of the Coach Perry online uh, training platform. If you'd like to find out more about it, the website to get to, coachperry.com forward slash join. We'd love to have you and uh, help you achieve your goals as well. And don't forget that you can win access. All you need to do is use the hashtag BiogenJourney uh, on social media. Tell us what you're training for, what you need help with. And we'll pick that up and we could make you a winner. Until next time, from myself, Brad Brown, cheers.